You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. That's right, everyone out there in Radioland, it is time for the news once again. Today is Wednesday. I am your host, Rosie James, and as promised, our news team is now assembled, and we have our Wednesday news person for you. Awesome. My name's Justin, and I'm excited to be here with Rosie and to be a part of the WUSC news team. Woohoo! As my sister is now calling us, we're the News Jays. The News Jays. Yeah, she wants to keep with the bird theme. So, um... I don't know. I wasn't sure what to call everyone. Because, like, saying news team over and over again, like, you're talking to people, is like... Mm-hmm. I like the news jays. The news jays. The news jays. Oh, it has yeah. nothing to do with, like, being a Gamecock. Completely different bird. <laughs> True. But y- you do what you gotta do. All right. So, today, make sure you stay tuned through the whole show, because we are going to be talking about um, some violations some violations and some politics yes <laughs> actually ironically even though um we did not get ready for the show together we both chose show we both chose stories on violation and politics yeah. so very supernatural what is happening <laughs> all of this and more when we return come on come on Laptops, MP3 players, cameras, video games, cell phones. In times like these, schools can become a shopping mall for thieves. Don't become a victim of crime. Leave your valuable stuff at home, and if you do have to bring them to school, keep them with you. Write down their serial numbers, and don't flash expensive items around. Be smart. If you have something cool, there's a good chance someone else will want it too. Keep cash and ATM cards in a secure place, and never give anyone your PIN number. And don't leave your school bag lying around where it can become a temptation to someone else. If you have something stolen, report the situation immediately. The sooner you tell someone, the better the chance you'll get it back. Visit ncpc.org to learn more about how to prevent school theft. That's ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Okay, so should we jump right into this? Let's go. Okay, so the state reported that five USC organizations have been cited for hazing, according to a university report. Um, Start out with shock factor. The women's club lacrosse team was the the most egregious violations. They've been suspended until November 2022. November 2022. I will be graduated by then i will almost be through grad school by the time that women can have a cross back um they got cited for hazing quote rapid alcohol consumption and quote inappropriate activities for new members that sounds like a five points on friday night <laughs> it's Sounds like uh, some issues. (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, um, the rest of these other four organizations have not been suspended. They are just on probation. Um, So uh, Kappa Alpha Order, I think think that was probably supposed to say Omega, and I I have a typo. Um, um, They are on probation, or they were on probation until December 2018 um, for... Um, requiring new members to engage in, quote, personal servitude. Uh, Delta Kappa 
ellipse ellipson ellipse ellipse are you, do you do greek letters do you know greek letters um no i don't either. not and not in the greek um the greek life they're on probation until april for also for personal servitude for new members is that like well, making people go get your groceries pretty much I would make. I, I wish I had someone to get my. Own. I hate grocery shopping. I spent, you know, I spent like twenty minutes in Target yesterday looking for chicken bouillon cubes. Twenty minutes in Target. Could not find them. Still don't have them. <laughs> Trying to make chicken noodle soup. I think Publix got them. That's a good place to go. I sh- I usually go to Publix, but I also needed toothpaste. I actually went to Target for toothpaste, and that was it. And I was like, I just get my groceries while I'm here. Yeah. Um, okay. The U.S. club ice hockey team is on probation until May. Um, for forcing new members to, quote, participate in public embarrassing acts. And then, um, finally, Sigma Phi. I'm still going to go with ellipson. Is this what that looks like for you? I think it is ellipson. That doesn't sound like a letter that I've heard of. But they are on probation until May 2020 for hazing and for a fight that took place in their their house. (laughs) Um, Very scandalous. We are doing, okay, this all sounds really bad. But we're doing pretty well. Um, last semester, USC organizations had a total of nine violations. And I think that's going to put us way under mark for last year. Throughout the whole of last year, the USC organizations had a total of 28 violations. Wow. And there's only nine this year. There's only nine so far. So that's definitely a positive. Definitely a something. I feel like this is going to be a drastic difference. I don't know. I mean... I don't know if I've been a part of an organization that's had a violation. It may be a lot easier to obtain than yeah. than you would think, but you know, who knows? I know, yeah, very true. All right, violation number one. Make sure that you stay tuned for violation number two. The One Campus Chapter is an organization committed to ending global poverty, hunger, and disease, and is currently seeking support in persuading legislatures to rethink budget cuts to areas like foreign aid. Please join us in fighting Capitol Hill. To learn more, go to one.org or come to the weekly meetings on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the third floor of the Russell House. All right, violation number two, what do we got? All right, violation number two is about the USC student government campaigns. Um, There was a candidacy filing on Monday, which is at 9 a.m., and then a sudden rush of students started to put their name on the ballot. Um, The current Speaker of the House, Senate Patrick Ellis, is running for president alongside the vice president candidate, Cameron Flieger. Um, But the problem is is that the ticket was to be accused of a campaign violation when their campaign manager, manager, Patrick Green, emailed organizations about speaking opportunities to share the platforms. And no candidates are allowed allowed to make those campaign promises and arrangements until February 12th after the candidates meeting. So the hearing for the violation will be held at 7.30 p.m. in Sloan. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going to handle the violation and what exactly is going to happen. Um, Student government is so intense. Yeah. Are you you in student government? I'm not in student government. I always thought it'd be cool to be a part of student government, but... Were you in it in high school? um, No. I wasn't either. I was like a little... I was awkward in high school. I was an awkward bird. I'm not made out for being in student government, just reporting. (laughs) Yeah, politics are very interesting. Yeah, so y'all are going to have to, you said February, what day did they they announce? February 12th. February 12th. Yeah. Um, So y'all got to stay tuned because obviously after February 12th, 
Here we go. I know. Gonna hit up with violation number two. Violation number two. Return of the violations. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not very witty on command. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. We're almost done. <laughs> You're almost done listening to us. Are you ready Don't for too um? Soon. You ready for some some laws? Some government. Government laws. Yeah. Here we go. All right. The Rock Hill Herald reported on liquor sales. On Sundays, there has been a proposal made by Representative Gary Clary that would allow stores in 10 counties to sell, 10 counties in South Carolina, in, in case you missed that, to sell liquor on Sundays. So now there's 40, this sounds like a lot, but there's 48 counties in, in our state. So it's like, it's less than 5%. Yeah. Um, and even if this bill passes, local leaders um, and or the county would still have to vote to see if this approval would go into effect in their county. Right. Isn't we can buy alcohol here on Sundays, right? You you can buy I think beer and wine. Okay. But you can't buy like hard liquor. Um, Which is understandable. South Carolina allows restaurants and bars and hotel lounges to serve liquor on Sundays. Um, but you can only buy it by the drink. You can't buy the bottle. And stores can sell liquor from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mondays through Saturdays. Um. Apparently, these laws are very confusing for tourists, um, which mm -hmm. is why this bill is being uh, put into effect. I didn't yeah. know that we had a really big tourism industry. Like, Charleston made sense to me. Um, but apparently, according to the South Carolina Parks and Recreation Charleston just was ranked the number one hotel. Like, That's Charleston, crazy. Maybe it's because yeah. like we're I I don't I like Charleston, but I don't like Charleston. Maybe yeah. it's because I've been there a lot. But Charleston's like South Carolina's like New Orleans kind of. We generate over nineteen billion dollars in revenue just in tourism. Wow. Um. So these that ten, we pay like every student's tuition. It's crazy. So these ten <laughs> counties were chosen because they produce the most tax revenue. Huh. From hotel rentals, um, they're Beaufort, Charleston, Florence, Georgetown, Greenville, Horry, Lexington, Richland, Spartanburg, and York. Which I'm oh. from York County, and I don't think it's like a tourist destination. But I guess because yeah. we're so close to Charlotte, whenever people stay in 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 like Rock Hill instead of staying in Charlotte because it's too expensive if they need a hotel. Yeah. So that's why I guess we're there. Um, Lexington makes sense. Greenville makes sense. I guess Greenville could be like I would go to Greenville for a vacation. Yeah, Greenville's like, pretty cool. Like a weekend getaway. I'm also from South Carolina. I don't know if I travel to Greenville specifically. Yeah. But I'm That's sure okay. that other places feel that way about their <laughs> their towns too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, liquor on a Sunday. I for some reason, like I knew we didn't sell liquor on Sundays, but at the same time, like this is 2019. That was 2019. I can't decide if we're like behind the times or if we're ahead of the times. We're behind the times. We're definitely are behind the you times. You can tell we're behind the times. Uh, maybe behind the times is the wrong phraseology. We're just catching up. So. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone, everywhere has. But a lot of the debates that were happening um, over this bill, a lot of them were going back and forth between representatives and um some some of them are religious leaders. Oh yeah. Um, there was some some Bible quotes 
thrown around. Oh. So I'll let you I'll let you decide. You as an audience decide where you want to stand on this. Um yeah. I mean it's more tax 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 revenue. Revenue. There we go. I mean I feel like people should be able to live their lives how they want and then you know, people want to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, a, a big argument against it is that it's just going to increase the amount of alcohol in we have. Um, right. Because one of our biggest problems in South Carolina driving wise is DUIs. And a lot of our deaths on the road are caused because of drunk drivers. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a big concern, but I also feel like I don't know how many more people would just buy their liquor on Sunday as opposed to just going Saturday night. Exactly. It makes me think like should they even open Sundays anyways? It's like... A lot of places don't. Like yeah. like a lot of Red Dot stores they don't open on Sundays because they sell both wine and beer and like hard liquor. Is there a fourth category? Those are the only ones I know. Beer, wine, hard liquor. I think We're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, so because they sell all three they just, a lot of them don't open on Sundays. Right. Because, I don't know, maybe it'd be confusing. Hmm. I'm not a liquor store. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Sunday's very religious day, so I totally, like, understand, like, yeah. you know. But I feel like if Chick-fil-A is going to be open for late night and five points, I feel like they should open on Sunday now. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's never going to open on Sunday. You never yeah. want Chick-fil-A more than Sunday after church. Yeah, true. <sighs> That's why then everyone has to go to Zaxby's, and they're like, dang, I wish I had Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you too. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and <laughs> yeah. we'll be back to you with some more laws-ish politics things. You know, honey, I think I deserve some kind of reward. Here, have a pickle. Thanks. After all, I did find us the perfect house. Have another pickle. Thank you. But remember, then I found out how much our house was going to cost. Mm, yeah, but then I found us the perfect mortgage. Got any more of these? Sure, help yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I found out our perfect house had radon. Ooh. The stuff you can't see, smell, or taste. And it's radioactive. And it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. <sighs> Some dream house. Yeah. I need two pickles. Mm, true. But then I found a phone number to call where you can get all the information you need to test and fix a home with the radon problem. You did. Yeah, and then I found out we were going to have a baby. So, you know your study, it'd be a perfect room for my mother. Right. Now I need a phone number to fix a home with a mother-in-law problem. Hey. I'm in a pickle. Did you say baby? Do we have any ice cream? Call the South Carolina Radon Hotline at 1-800-768-0362. Okay, so as promised, maybe promised, maybe I just said it in my head and I didn't say it on air. Um, Mm -hmm. The State of the Union was last night. Our show is today. So, outlet. All right. So I watch the State of the Union and I say if we treat the State of the Union like it's currency or it's money, Donald Trump spent most of that on talking about immigration. So he's definitely spent most of his bucks on immigration. Oh, nice analogy. Yeah. I actually heard it on the Tonight Show the other <laughs> night, so um, thank you, Savannah Gerthy. Um, but uh, no, um, it's pretty interesting. I think the whole it was pretty much about immigration, and I did see online where they have like the longest State of the Unions out there, mm-hmm. and his was the third longest. The two longest ahead of him were Bill Clinton, and then his was the third longest, and I think his was 83 minutes, um, which is really interesting. But I thought the seating arrangements and everywhere and the State of the Union were interesting as well. 
they did say that um, security was like, Nancy Pelosi was obviously looking over Donald Trump during the State of the Union, but they said security had to like stand right in front of her and the camera angles didn't get it, but just to kind of ease their tensions because he already had to push it a week behind. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I mean, it's obviously a big division. The, you know, Republicans are praising it as the best State of the Union ever and Democrats are obviously displeased with it and don't like it at all. So um, it's just interesting to see. And it's definitely um, helping the 2020 presidential Democratic um, candidates for their running positions and what they really want to speak about. There are a lot. There are, there, there's a growing number. There are so many people already running for or have already, that have already announced mm-hmm. their campaigns for 2020. I think there's like eight. Yeah, there's Kamala Harris, Cory Broker. We got Howard Schultz in the mix now. Which Democrats are mad about Howard Schultz, and then um, I think I would be mad too. Yeah, because they think that he's gonna like take votes away from them. That is a general consensus. Yeah, and then Kristen Gillibrand. But um, you know what I really enjoy about the, I mean, obviously the State of the Union we all knew was gonna be very divided mm-hmm. in in beliefs, but there were several very nice, just bipartisan moments during the speech. Right. Um, I my favorite one um, is of course the ode to women and how we have so many women in the workforce. Absolutely. Um, and I loved, I loved how if if you didn't watch the State of the Union or haven't seen pictures all over the internet, a lot of congressmen, a lot of, of women in the law were white, in solidarity with uh, reference to the the suffrage movement. And that was um, a nice, a nice point. Alexis O Alexis Ocasio. Mm-hmm. She was wearing white. Yeah, there was a whole section of white. So Also, they just look great in white. Like, mm-hmm. everyone looks so pretty. It was white. a great moment. White and alive and... I know. Ready to go. Right it was... You. I'll be honest. Shame on me. I don't even mm-hmm. remember what I was doing last night. But I... I did not, <laughs> did not watch it. <laughs> I watched I the old. highlights this morning. Um, so thank you, Alexa... And NPR. <laughs> yeah, NPR for sure. Um, Always like to like flip the channels afterwards, like and to see like how each like um, each uh, like network covers how it was definitely. afterwards. I so I have an I obviously just said I have an Alexa and my flash briefing. I used to get Fox and then CNN would be right after and then would be NPR and of course they would all three cover the same stories for the most part, but they right. covered them so differently. It is mm-hmm. always really interesting. Oh. But I, I guess I like I enjoy it. I don't think anyone like is like, yes, the State of the Union. <laughs> no, I like. There are definitely people out there like that. Yeah. I'm not one of those per- one of those people. But, um, I I really I also really enjoyed the, um, the Democrats who the Democrats chose as their rebuttals. Yeah. What is their their side. Their, <laughs> their side? Their speakers. Well, they well, did really well. They did, a, they did a good job. She did a good job. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me see. Um, I think the rebuttal just is basically like the Democrats feel like... They just got their side. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House, I think the Democrats are going to, you know, have their way. Democrats will have their, you know... It was, it was a time. Yeah. A long-anticipated time. And now the time is over. And we await February 15th. So, fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. I did hear on the news, and I believe it was NPR, 
though I cannot be certain because I didn't write it down. But and I also don't know what state it was. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was a governor from a state. Okay. So generic. Virginia. No. Okay. Um, that I'm pretty sure it was in Virginia. That had s- he. I'm pretty sure it was also a he okay. said that if we go into a national state of emergency, that he was going to sue the president. Well, no, it sounded like that in the speech. Like, I feel like we can, like, almost, like, he was trying to say, like, we can either expect, like, another government shutdown or, like, a national emergency. Well, that's what Trump said was going to happen yeah. a few days ago, or uh, a few weeks ago. Although, I th- I think from my... Which is so crazy to me. Like, my this stuff really happened. This is like a movie. I, from what I've gathered, I think we're not, it's not even an option of government shutdown. We're going straight to, um, I think... I personally feel like he's kind of wants to throw this country into a state of national emergency. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. But he's brought it up so much. It's like that person who just keeps saying, like, I want to, like, punch your lights out. And you're like, uh, you might be joking, but I know that you kind of want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my personal opinion. That's an um, awesome analogy. My personal opinion, not the opinion of anyone else. Hence and the he- word personal. So there we go. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will get back to you with some new things happening at USC um, before we close out the show. Laura, that was an amazing meal. The guys really went to town on that leg of lamb. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. It's hard to believe how much you and Jim have done with the house in such a short amount of time. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, we love it, too. And the kids are really thriving in school here. But... But what? Something's wrong. I know you too well. Jim's company is cutting his salary, and he may even get laid off. He doesn't think we'll be able to afford the mortgage. Oh, Laura. You know what? My cousin Susan and her husband were in a similar situation, but they got some terrific advice for free from a housing counselor from the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. You need to be careful who you can trust these days with so many so-called mortgage consultants out there. The NFCC is nonprofit and has been around for more than 50 years. If you think you're in danger of foreclosure, call the NFCC today at 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. That's mortgagehelpnow.org, a public service from the NFCC. Don't stop on the tracks. The railroad tracks, that is. Don't stop on the tracks if you know what's good for you. Don't stop on the tracks. I'm talking about the railroad tracks here. Don't stop on the tracks if you know what's good for you. Someone could die. You don't want anyone to die, do you? They call tracks because they only lead straight to the grave. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. More than a third of white evangelicals in the U.S. are doubtful about climate change. But one of the world's largest Christian organizations is helping rally the community around climate action. I think we all agree that we're to care for creation. That's Chris Elisara of the World Evangelical Alliance. He says with Scripture as a starting point, the group's Creation Care Task Force engages other evangelicals by discussing how droughts and extreme weather affect water quality, agriculture, and people's health. And when you get to that level, then the climate change question goes away because we got to eat, we got to drink clean water, we got to breathe clean air, and that's something that we could all come around. To set an example, the Alliance is committed to help a number of member churches, affiliated schools, and hospitals switch to clean renewable energy within the next four years. 
The group also encourages evangelicals to take action at home, for example, by driving less and saving electricity. The way that we see the world and us in it, it's all a gift. The world is, is a material expression of God's love, and God asks us to care for it, and that's what we're doing. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. All right. Or quickly to close out the show, in case you are on campus and you like campusy things, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, February 7th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. out on Green Street is the off-camping housing expo. Lots of different off-campus housing options come out, and I, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, also, Carolina Productions is going to put on laser tag tomorrow, Thursday, February 7th, from 6 to 9 p.m., in the Russell House Ballroom. So if you like laser tag, I've never done laser tag, but you know, might go. Probably won't cuz I'll be I'll be up here. Nope, that's Thursday. I'm looking at the wrong day. Yeah. Um and then our last thing uh to bring your attention to is Carolina Beautiful in EDA Walk will be this Saturday, um February 9th from 10 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. out on Green Street. Um, you can look them up to find out all the registration costs. Um, but it's joining together to spread awareness and educate um, the community about the impact of eating disorders and to create a um, c- caring and open community of advocates. It's put on by Student Health Services and the South Carolina Eating Disorder Association. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to check out these events or more, as always, you can go to sc.edu backslash calendar. Well, this is all the time that we have for today. Make sure you stay tuned to WSC in the upcoming weeks as we are getting baby DJs back on air. It's going to be a very exciting time. We will see y'all again on Friday from 6 to 630 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.